It is in the name of Jesus Christ that I welcome you to this Monday, Thursday service. We began the week welcoming along with the crowd and the disciples Jesus into Jerusalem. But we also noted that along with that gathering and the cheers, God had given Jesus an assignment. Yes, we reflected at times crowds cheered for him. At times we might receive what we might call the award. But there's also more often than not, right after that recognition, the, the job, the assignment. And tonight we honor that holy assignment as it unfolds for Jesus and the disciples as they seek to discern what is next, how best to respond, and where events in Jesus' life are leading. And we will read tonight, after Jesus invited the disciples to share in a Passover meal, that he gives them their assignment. A mandate, actually. Monday comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means to mandate. The mandate was first, whenever they'd gather as his disciples, they were now to share in a common meal in memory of him. And second, they were to love and to serve each other. It is in the spirit of that Passover meal the Last Supper, as it has come to be called, one we cannot unfortunately physically reenact tonight with each other, but one we can still remember and honor, because as the Bible teaches, we are, whether we are near or we are far from each other tonight, we are one in the Spirit. So come, let us sit around the Passover table in our holy imagination. Let us sit alongside Andrew and Peter, John and Judas, and let us listen and let us learn how Jesus would have us to live our lives as his disciples. Come and let us worship.
invite you now to hear the Gospel of Luke and his account of events as they unfolded on this holy night. After each reading, I will also invite you to enter into a time of silent meditation, reflection, and remembrance. Our first reading is from Luke chapter 22, verses 1 through 6. Now the festival on unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Jesus went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present.
second reading is from Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 13. When came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed, Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. Thank you. 
Our third reading is from Luke chapter 22, verses 14 to 23. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me with mine is on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. The disciples began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this.
fourth reading is from Luke chapter 22, verses 24 to 27. Then a dispute also arose among the disciples as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I, among you, am one who serves. Last year I bought a black notebook at Barnes and Noble, and as a part of my Lenten journey, my my own spiritual practice, I'd write down words and ultimately poems as they related to Jesus' journey to Jerusalem that we read in the Gospel of Luke. As a teenager and as a college student, I had in the past written poems and, and enjoyed reading poetry. And sometimes an entire poem would would come in a single morning, but more often than not, they took days and and sometimes weeks to finish. The season of Lent here at Mayflower, we've been following as a church Jesus' journey to Jerusalem and Luke's gospel through a, a spiritual practice called stations. And these stations have included figures such as Zacchaeus and the blind beggar, and tonight, we stop and reflect on events that unfolded on one of the most dramatic nights in Jesus' life. As we have heard in our readings, these events were centered in the observance of Passover, a night when our Jewish brothers and sisters remember that God freed them from captivity in Egypt and saved them and then began to lead them to the promised land. And they gathered, Jesus and the disciples, to to honor that moment with a Passover meal. And during the meal, Jesus explained to them how they were now moving forward to gather in his name around a, a similar meal. But he also mentioned that someone would betray him. Have you ever been betrayed, I wonder? by a colleague at work, by a teammate, by a neighbor, by a friend, by a family member. Those are traumatic events, are they not? They they rattle the mind, they they cleave the soul, and they disorient your, your understanding of the world and your place in it. And so when Jesus says, the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table, Luke records how they began to question among themselves which of them it might be. But then events quickly take this strange turn. 
as if they suddenly were disoriented as they began to think about betrayal. And Luke records how a dispute also arose among the disciples as to which of them was to be considered the greatest. 2,000 or so years later, it's not, as they say, a particularly good look for the disciples. And it was this passage in Luke last year that prompted me to open my black notebook and to write a poem. And this is what emerged. was the festival of unleavened bread. Everyone lifted their fingers after Jesus said, one of you will betray me. His hand is on the table and someone asked, who will betray you? No one noticed Judas glanced down, shocked his plans were known. According to Luke, the disciples' next thought was not, how can we stop this? Instead, they asked, who is the greatest? The word used to describe the twelve is philonunikia, which means to love strife. Meaning right after Jesus had taught about sacrifice, broke bread, and lifted the cup, the disciples' response was to fight over who was number one. Can you imagine Jesus' face must have gone slack, watching his words, slide off their souls like rain on glass. The old English name for this night is Share Thursday, which means guilt-free. In medieval times, men apparently shaved their heads this day and shaved their beards as one might shear a lamb, letting go of the past, choosing to face the future clean. With that in mind, perhaps it makes sense on this night that we see the disciples at their work. As we come to recognize, we too need to shear from our lives hubris and pride. On this Monday, Thursday, on this sheer Thursday, May we all come to recognize and to name that which distracts us, that which fuels our ego in a forlorn desire to be the greatest. And let us name all and everything that distances us 
from the spiritual truths that Jesus extended this night to his disciples. And so let us on Passover shear away what must be sheared and live into our assignment, our mandate. And what might need to be sheared could be hubris and pride. It could be anxiety and fear. It might be guilt and regret. Whatever might distance us from Jesus, whatever might keep us from stepping forward and following Jesus into another day, into what we call Good Friday, and ultimately, to Easter. Amen.
invite you to join your hearts together with mine wherever you might be tonight and in and through the Spirit, let us pray. You call us, O Lord, on this night to hear your mandate as we gather in an act of holy imagination around a common table. A mandate indeed to love one another. A mandate indeed to set aside all that might encumber us from noticing a neighbor in need. We remember as well, O Lord, those who long to be invited and to find a seat around a common table. All those who long for love, all those who are alone tonight, those who are hungry, those who are sick, those who are fearful, and those who are grieving loved ones in Michigan and around the world. Remind us, we pray, that whenever we take your words to heart, rather than listening only to our conflicted hearts, that we will hear if we listen an invitation to come and to see the glory that will surround your Son on Easter morning. And hear us now, we pray, as we offer the words that your Son taught his disciples, a prayer that unites our voices and our hearts as one. And let us pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so, may we all on this Monday, Thursday, this sheer Thursday, recognize and name all and everything that distances us from the spiritual truths Jesus extends to his disciples and to us, and to shear away what must be sheared away, so we might faithfully step forward and into our assignment into our mandate to love one another and to follow Jesus now to Good Friday and to Easter morning. And as you go out into this night and into the rest of this week, know that the love of God surrounds you. The peace of Christ attends to you. 
and the Spirit will guide you this day and forevermore.